We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. All right, we got a Texans primetime game. Saturday night next week, first primetime game of the of the weekend. I, I think I said I think I saw there's five primetime spots. I guess I don't know how that all adds up, but nonetheless, um, the Texans get one of them. Game's been flexed to what is that? Seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. Seven fifteen Saturday night, first night game for us, I believe, and and that means it's going to be a one a.m. Uh, post game for for your boy right here. But I'm I'm here for it, man. It's going to be, be a really good one or uh, not so good. One? Yeah, ain't that that's a good point? Good point, boy. <laughs> it, it could be a rough one, but but uh, ho- hopefully it's it's a great one. And, and we got two college football playoff games, the semifinals, fixing to crank up Alabama and Michigan. That I think we're within ten minutes of kickoff right now. Uh, Herb Street's right breaking that thing down on our TV as we speak. And then we got uh, we we got Texas Washington this evening. Two two great matchups going to be going to be fun to watch. But I got to address something, man. I got to address something. Are, are you first of all? Let me ask you two. Are, are either? Well, I think I know this about Tyler, so because he's passed out on a crapper. But but is is uh, I mean, are either one of nice. y'all are, are both of y'all cool with like taking a dump wherever wherever you need to take a dump when necessary. When necessary, yeah. I mean, ideally, I'm not in some nasty ass public bathroom, but if you got to go, you got to go. Well, yeah. I mean, I would. I'm not talking about the gas station. I'm not talking about the gas station. I bought that MD 2020. Mm-hmm. I, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just like generally speaking, like yeah. at work or if it, if it hit if the, if the urge hits you uh, at a game, if the urge oh, yeah. if the urge hits you at at, at, at dinner. I've dropped a uh, deuce I mean, more you, you than once it. at NRG Stadium. I mean, I know some folks. I got some family members that'll just get up and leave dinner and go home because they don't. Yeah. I, so, so I'll be really clear. I, I'm a guy that 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 when when the urge hits, I'm just finding the the nearest porcelain. I, I'm I'm sitting down. You have to define it a little bit more closely than that, though. Like when you get the urge, like you can stifle that for well, a I, while. I well, like no, I or as ever, soon as you get it, or you I like. Can't, I can't tell you the last time that I had. I, I, I did this. Man, I, I think I gotta take a dump, man. Let, let me go sit on the toilet for thirty minutes and see if I like when when I, when when I say urge, like you gotta I, go now. I gotta find a toilet. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I mean, there's we're, we're we're puckered at least. We may be cramping at that point in time. I gotta find a bathroom. So I'll put it out there. I, I'm that guy, right? The bathroom in the media room by where we do the post game in in NRG Stadium, the men's bathroom, which. I'm going to lump all media in because I see people pass through there, but it's really the room where there are, it seems like 200 photographers and they put all their bags and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Y'all are some nasty bucks, man. 
I'm gonna tell you because I go in there afterwards, right? We got. I've been at the stadium all day. I've, I've eaten twice in the press box. This is about the time that my bowel movement hit. You're damn right. <laughs> about, about the third segment of the post game show is like, hey, the odds are I've got to go. I got to go hit this toilet. And and it is it is. If you're gonna make the little, I don't know what germaphobes we got out here. But if you're going to make the little toilet paper ring around the toilet so your ass cheeks oh, ain't touching the porcelain. you got to flush that crap. you got to flush it, bro. Flush it, man. And, and, and the worst is half of it's in the toilet. The other half is still stuck to the seat. Like, I don't know what you mm. have on your butt Dude, cheeks, yes. but it's making the toilet paper stick to the seat. Like, how bad did you sweat, you nasty dog? <laughs> Clean and it if, up. And if you want it so clean, like you're saying, you got to have your little ring of paper over the seat. Yes. Flush it. Yes. Yeah. God. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> man. There was one half half on the ring and half in it, and there was one left on the floor. And I walked in, and, and I, I think the guy that was in there when I walked in was walking out of the crapper. Oh no! And, and before he got out, I was like, man, I don't know what kind of adult would do this right here. That's ex- you beat me to it. We're adults, man. Man, you're a grown ass man. Here's the question: I know everybody Did in he- that room, Sean. I know everybody in that room ain't listening, but the odds are there's one or, or, or a handful of y'all listening. Tell all you damn – we get a home play – we mess around with this division, and we get a home playoff game, and the, the crapper in the man's bathroom, an hour after all y'all leave, if it's in the shape that it was in last night, I'm writing you up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm texting Hannah, because I know Hannah. Ain't no way in hell – ain't no way in hell Hannah McNair would, would allow a restroom, men's or women, to be that dirty. I'm texting Hannah, and I, I'm, she's sickening the dogs on all, all the photographers. Here's a down. question. Did it make you change your mind? Change my mind? Yeah. Did you use the restroom? No, I cleaned it up like any like any well trained oh. like any well trained adult would do. Oh. I cleaned it up. I wiped down the seat. I yanked my britches down, and I sat down and handled my business. Gosh, damn it, man! I told you when I go to the restroom, I'm puckered or cramping. One of the two. There ain't no. <laughs> there's oh, no well, turning back. Boy, this is nasty. I got to go somewhere yeah. else. No, I mean that's how I am, man. You you want, when you know you got to go, that's when you go. That's it. That's mm. it. And a real good indicator is is is, is when your when your farts start really stinking. That, that Ooh, means, like the one I just let out. Yes, man. yes. I that, might need to go. That means oh. that it, ju- it it just went around a turd before it came out. You better find a restroom. That's I true. Mean, it's science. It's science. There there ain't no doubt about it, man. man but I'm, you I'm push gonna it to you, the brink, bro. I, I'm gonna tell you, man. Yeah, that that is, there ain't nothing worse, man, than a re- like. There's no kids around. There's no kids in this room. There's none. There's no and, and there's no women, so we can't blame it on the women and children. No. This is grown ass men. Be better, dude. I mean, come on, man, come on. And look, I I can even I, I this is a, a this bothers me as well. Like, but I can I can deal with somebody peeing on the rim. I still I still think you should clean it off. Any yes. any well trained man, you clean it up before because mm-hmm. you know somebody else got to have to use it, possibly sitting on it. But I could see being a man that especially at a game. Or doing work if you're if you're a photographer, a media member, or doing the post game show. Like you're in a rush to get back. Maybe you didn't aim right. Maybe maybe you didn't have time to clean it up. I can understand that. Lift the seat when there's <laughs> fair when there's toilet paper everywhere. Come on, man. I mean you're na- you're, you're nasty. So whoever's over there doing that, get that stuff right. Omar, don't y'all don't ma- Omar don't make me call Hannah. <laughs> I'm telling you, get them suckers right, man. They ain't bringing they ain't bringing their mama or their maid to, to work with them. I, I ain't cleaning up no more damn toilet mm. paper. Man, you can just give me the heebie-jeebies. Nasty son of a White 80. White 80. It's January 1, y'all. January 1. New year. I've already been moved emotionally. Oh, wow. Like, 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 
That's good. Jimmy V says you should try to get, try to get that every day. <laughs> I, I that, that's I've, I've done better that having little girls will will, will make that happen oh, way more often. So so I've worked. I, 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 that's one of my kind of resolutions is, is to, to several of them. But y'all didn't ask me what my resolution was in the first segment when I when I very. Uh, very selflessly asked all y'all. You made us feel bad for not really uh, having any. Nah, Sean, you, you, you had to, nah, you, you had to, you had to get us, to that man. damn. You had to get to that damn Texans win. Like we didn't have three hours to talk about the damn thing. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it, man. Um, but I was moved emotionally, man. It's good. Well, it was more. It was more negative because I, I. It's January one, man. And I, I I pull through a, a CVS over here, the, just pull through the parking lot to, to cut through to get a little little bite to eat on the way yeah. in. And there's a dude's car broke down in the CVS parking lot, hood up, older older model car, a lot of dust, a lot of brake dust, a lot of grease. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Ron's car. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. This was actually a little dirtier than Ron's. Ron at least keeps his clean. My man was in all white, y'all. My man was in all white, white shirt, white jeans, white shoes. All greased up, huh? No, he hadn't got there yet, but he was Ooh. on January 1. He was headed to some kind of get down. Mm. I got something. That's a tough That's start to the year. He was headed to some kind of get down, all white. And you know what? I was coming in, as y'all know, on two wheels, and I couldn't even offer the guy any assistance. Mm. I couldn't offer him my phone. I couldn't offer him a ride. I, damn sure, I ain't, I ain't worth a damn under a hood, so that wouldn't have been no... But I, I was I was on borrowed time, so I couldn't stop. You could have let us know. No, nah, hold no, it down. No, no, hell no. Y'all would have had to let them know. You know how late I came in. You'd have to let that too. Like, hey man, I'm Sean. I'm in for Clint and Ron. Yeah, I, I hate that for that guy. But I'm I'm glad hey, you decided to just cruise on in. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I turned in. I was like, oh, that's rough on New Year's Day. And then I saw his car with the hood up. And then I checked him out again. He was in all white. I was like, oh my man. I know you. He was so excited about whatever New New Year's Day party he was. Going how old to. was he? Had to be 45, 50. Mm. Maybe, I mean, he may have been a late 30 that had been road hard and put up with. I mean, he was going to a party now. This fella was going to a party. There wasn't, no, he wasn't going to no damn brunch. I guarantee you that. He was going somewhere to get down and his damn car broke down. Man, I, I, I just, I felt for my man. I was literally, and I'm being genuine and sincere. Like, I, I felt bad for not being able yeah. to help him because of all the hood, the dirty car, the white get up, New Year's Day. And me being late, man, I couldn't help the guy. So you got to carry a spare change of shirt and pants just for that instance. If you're driving like a car that could ha- that that hey, could happen to like at any moment, Ron, you got to come prepared. Hey, he was going to an all white party too, man. <laughs> he was going to an all white party in a dirty ass black car that didn't get him there. It, it was it was not good. We'll say a prayer for him. I, I hope he made it, man. I, I hope you made it, bud. Red twenty two. You mentioned something a little earlier, Sean. Yeah. And uh, we ran out of time, but you, you mentioned all the possibilities here for the Houston Texans after beating the Titans this weekend. Mm-hmm. They could potentially be the fourth seed, which means they'd win the division, play the Browns at home. They could beat the Colts and end up the sixth seed, face the Chiefs at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They could very easily be the seventh seed, beat the Colts, and end up playing the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I can't I can't look at all of those scenarios without thinking to myself which one would you prefer? Tyler, Johnny, if you're the Texans, and I, look, I know you'd rather win the division and say you won the division. I'm just talking about the opponents. Would you rather face 
the Browns at home, the Chiefs in Arrowhead, the Bills in Buffalo. Which would you rather tackle in the first round of the playoffs? It's a great question, and I feel weird for kind of saying this because it's deeper than just wanting to host a playoff game. But I think you got to feel pretty good in the best about your odds of facing the Cleveland Browns. Hell no. The Browns? Yeah. Have you watched them lately? I watched them a couple of weeks ago when they laid that ass whooping on the Texans. <laughs> no, they, they laid another ass no. whooping on somebody Thursday. Who was it they whooped up on Thursday night? Ooh, I can't remember. Who was that? Was it the Jets? Jets. Yes. They, yes. they put they put up another thirty plus on the damn with, one. A, a without, really good defense. Without Amari Cooper, by the way, they they yes. did that. But the Jets yes, suck. They've packed it in. I feel okay, best fair. about the chances with the Browns because of what you will have that you didn't have when you'd face them. Be a very different game, correct. It would be a very different game. It would be home, but the difference maker you have, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And the way that this defense is getting after the quarterback when they're at full, not even at full strength, but when they've got at least one of their edges going, holy smokes, dude, you better watch out. And then you got to believe that Jonathan Grenard, Will Anderson, going to be back healthy if that was the case. You're playing a playoff game. The middle of your defensive line with Rankins and Collins and Khalil Davis, I mean, you're going to be at full strength with a bolstered secondary. I think it'd be a much different story. And the fact that you just beat the Tennessee Titans after facing them for the second time in just the last three weeks, you'd be doing the same thing with the Cleveland Browns. I like the ability, the propensity by this coaching staff to adjust game plan-wise, especially when you have the personnel to do it. I love your effort, man. You, you, you. I mean, you're good, bro. Hey, look, you're good. There's two other, by the hey, he'd be hellacious on a debate stand because <laughs> I mean that that was. I mean, there's two other reasons why I'm not choosing the Chiefs or the Bills. One, karma against the Bills in Buffalo. Don't want to revisit that. Karma against the Chiefs in Kansas City. Definitely don't need to revisit. See, that that's why I'm I'm going Arrow. I want. Let I, it ride, I would. Team. I would like to go to Arrowhead, but not only because this Chiefs team we see this year is obviously struggling like this is not like the Chiefs years have passed but I just I love the the poetry of it man it, it would be a full circle moment but we all remember 24-0 in Kansas City but now we got CJ Stroud we're finally on the other side of this thing knock on wood hopefully I love the thought of that full circle moment go to Kansas City all exercise that demon and get a dub this ain't that hard guys it's Kansas City. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, without a doubt. I feel like you're out of your damn mind. They, they are they are the least talented team in this group. They are the one team in this group that's not making a strong push and playing their best football right now. Let me hear you say hell yeah! They're the one team on this list that their defense is struggling. They're not who they were carrying this team early in the season. Their, their quarterback is playing not not bad. He's playing terrible football right now. It's crazy to say it, but if I'm the Texans, give me that sixth seed and send me to Kansas City. I'm with you. I don't want no parts of the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo with Josh Allen <sighs> running that thing downhill, possibly terrible weather. And I don't want I'm gonna tell you, I don't I, I'm I don't want no part of the Browns. The Browns scare me, man. Miles Garrett, I, I mean, nightmare fuel. That defense and 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 the way that they I mean the way that they're spinning it around the park on any and everybody. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, well, well, Flacco's, yeah, he's thrown a bunch of touchdowns, but he's thrown a bunch of interceptions, too. That's the way of the league. It, the, the, the great quarterback, the winning teams in this league, go back and look at it. 
the AFC and NFC uh, teams and, and the Super Bowl winners, they've all got a boatload of touchdowns, of, of interceptions. The key is they got a boatload of touchdowns too. Yeah. Well, right? And so when, when you look at Flacco, the, the key is Flacco, for every interception, that dude's got four or five explosives and two touchdowns for every interception. Mm-hmm. So, 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 I mean, it's – it, the, the Browns are the team that I, I don't want no part. I don't want to see them. It's a good point. I don't want to see them, Bob. Because, you know, the, the interceptions that Flacco's thrown, it's been thrown two kind of neutral. It, it's been neutralized, though. I mean, the two picks that he threw against the Texans, one was literally at the buzzer at, at half, <laughs> you know, intercepted yeah, by Derek point. Stingley. Good point. And uh, I, I, I forget the other one, uh, what, what the first one was, but uh, the Texans didn't do a damn thing with it, you know? And that was one of the few times this season where. You know, a team that uh, has kind of become known for playing complementary football in many more ways than one hadn't been, wasn't able to capitalize that day. But I just look at what was what what the Texans were facing. They were in that game with their backs up against the wall in Fair. a number of different facets. Hey, and you may you may be right, man. I uh, I just I, this is something we will talk about tomorrow. Ron's going to be out tomorrow. I'm going to be. At, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in depth tomorrow. I just. It, it has nothing to do from a historical standpoint, and I get where the Chiefs are at as a, as a football team right now, but damn, man, the fear is there until it's not. When you have to go up against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, uh, is it Travis or Jason? I always get them confused now. because Travis uh, is Kansas City. Yeah, Travis, there you go. Travis is Swifty Kelsey. Travis, he's, a, he's a Swifty. I, when you have to go up against those guys in their house and Andy Reid, that scares me. Because they could click it on at just any given point in time. And I don't want to be a part of that. But <laughs> it would come full circle with all three of them teams. we got to talk a lot more about that. He's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani, and for Ron Hughley, T-Mill here as well. You can't ignore in victory what you wouldn't in defeat. What the Texans have got to get corrected this weekend when they take on the Colts on Saturday night. That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
Fairbairn. Snap is down. John Weeks with it. Johnston with the hold. The kick is up and good. And the Texans have a 3-0 lead. 7-17 to go first quarter. That was a Kaimi Fairbairn 28-yard field goal. First points on the board yesterday for the Houston Texans, capping a 13-play, 58-yard drive, Clint. They were moving the ball, and I think very early on you could see that, hey, this is an opportunity. The few, the proud, in which the Texans could really lean the into the run game. The Marines. <laughs> Isn't that that one? The few, the proud, the Marines? The few, the proud, the Marines. Devin Singletary, 16 carries, 80 yards yesterday. Early on, you realized you could run the football on first and 10, but that, it, it just felt like, man, how's today going to go? You can't get into the end zone when you drive the ball down the field. Texans drive it stalled out on the 10-yard line. Is this going to be one of those days where you have to really lean into Kaimi? And they did as well. He was 4-for-4, four four, did a terrific job, hit from 20-some-odd, 30-some-odd, 40-some-odd, 51-yard field goal. There was another drive in the third quarter in which the Texans took over on the te- uh, Titans' 35-yard line and gained two yards and had to settle for a 38-yard field goal, I think it was. Or maybe that was the 51-yard. I can't remember. Point is, Texans just one of three in the red zone. And I don't know if the NFL really keeps these stats, but inside the 35-yard line, Texans have got to shore some things up. When they're moving the football, we've seen not just yesterday, but too many times this season, drives just stall when they get to the 35 and in. They were just 3-12, I think it was, on third downs yesterday. That's got to be something that they correct and find a way to just keep the chains moving. Going into Indianapolis on the road against that defense, they're going to be getting after the quarterback. You know, it's been an issue with this offensive line already. Wasn't yesterday. Miraculously, amazingly, and tip your cap to the O-line yesterday. C.J. Stroud, Bobby Slowick for dialing up the quick pass game. Just two hits, one unnecessary on C.J. Stroud. The one sack given up by Heck. I just think that is something that you cannot ignore in victory. And it was a dominating one yesterday, but that you wouldn't in defeat. They've got to be sharper. And I know it was Stroud's first game back, but Clint, your season's on the line next week. It's got to be fixed. I I think there's two things. Stroud's health, obviously, and the opponent yesterday. Um, To to me, it's it's, they, they were good between the 20s. To your point, they 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 weren't very good on third down, but I wonder how aggressive are they going to be on third down? Mm-hmm. You know, how much risk did you really want to take in in the in the red zone for two reasons? One, you got points, and if you got points, you're going to beat Tennessee. Uh, and two, you had a quarterback that boy, when when things get confined down there, how much risk do you want to take with your quarterback holding the football, trying to make a play? Uh, I wonder how much of it was we can attribute to that, which we won't ever know. They're not going to tell us, but how much can can we attribute to that? versus, boy, they just weren't very good in the red zone. Uh, boy, they weren't very good on third down. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what the numbers, you, you probably have the numbers, you may, hell, you may have just set them, but but the, at, at the end of the day, I, I got a lot of confidence in C.J. Stroud on third, medium, third, and long, mm-hmm. uh, relatively speaking. I, I, I feel really good about C.J. Stroud and, and Bobby Slowick in the red zone with with everything on the table for all the marbles for a play. I feel really good about it. I don't know what the stats will tell you, but I feel really good about that. Now, if Devin, if this Devin Singletary running the ball effectively is really a thing, I feel even better about it. So um, that's a that's a great point. Devin Singletary's playing the best football he has in his entire career. Yeah. I went back and looked at the numbers, and I've done this now two weeks in a row. 
Yesterday, he averaged exactly five yards per carry. Seven out of his last eight games, and that goes all the way back to when he put up a buck 50 and then a buck 20 in back-to-back weeks. Seven out of his last eight games, he's averaged at least 4.65 yards per carry as the primary back for the Texans. So there's that. He's seeing something and is feeling something. When he gets the football, he's able to be productive. Yeah. The thing is, it's the scenarios, the situations in which he's been able to see production and see results. Yesterday showed me that the Tennessee Titans, they had to know, just like D'Amico Ryan's even said it going into this game. The Titans, we expect them to force feed Derrick Henry the football. They're going to try to run it down our throats and control the clock. Well, you know what? They did. (laughs) They did. They didn't see great production on it because they also had a little production, you know, on the little dink and dunks and taking advantage of some soft coverage on some out routes. And, you know, look, uh, Tannehill made some really nice throws. Levis got knocked out early. They did a good job of adjusting. But the Texans, to me, need to kind of take a page and find out why they were really able to lean into the run not just in general, but particularly, you found out like, hey, we can run it on first and ten. Yeah, and when you can run it yeah. on first and ten, that opens up everything for the ball game going. Sure. Forward. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, man. I, I look at I look at what they've been able to do this year, and and, and I'm just just strictly, my, I'm I'm not stat reading, I'm not box score checking. I'm just like my, I don't have confidence in this run game. I do, I do believe that Juice Scruggs changes the game interior-wise for them to be able to run the football downhill, do some of the pin-and-pull stuff that they do. I think Juice Scruggs is better than at that than any guard that's played um, in, in this system. Um, you know, I believe Fant and or Heck at, at the tackle position is more physical than, than anything we've seen from, really, I'll be honest with you, from Titus or Laramie Tunsil. And so I think there's some things that bode well for the run game, but I still look at this and go two games against the Titans, the Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, those were four of the better games that that uh, that uh, Devin Singletary has had. Um, there's been games where he's got to put up good numbers, but he only had 11 carries, things of that nature. They kind of they abandon the run kind of deal. I'm just not convinced that this is a, a team that's like this run game is going to continue. Like I, I don't, I don't have confidence in this run game versus the Colts. I don't have confidence in this run game, whoever they catch in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do see it. It's obviously getting better. There's zero doubt about that. I don't know that you have to ha- have just you know confidence in the run game. Well, but I, when I say that it's like I'm talking about it being effective. I ain't talking about being good or 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 something you can really lean into. I'm just about be effective. Fair. I mean, to me, you, to me, you need it to be at least what it was yesterday to have any realm of success in the postseason against better teams, better defenses. But third downs is where you make your money, right? And I just, I don't know what the Texans, well, I do know what the Texans' numbers are on the season. By the way, they're the bottom half of the league. They're ranked 17th in the NFL. They complete just under 53% of their, uh, well, that's red zone. I'm sorry. I don't know what their total third down numbers are. But red zone, third downs, I mean, they've got to be better. I was looking at the red zone numbers. They'd be the worst playoff team in the NFL at converting in the red zone. That 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 there's something there. I mean, we yeah. know, and CJ Stroud has talked about it all season long. We've got to be better. Now he's made better decisions in the red zone. He doesn't force things. He's not careless with the football. Yeah. But if you can run and get out of those third and longs or second and longs, then that should 
kind of feed into you being better, not just in the red zone, but on third down situations overall. Instead of facing so many third and eights, third and nines, maybe you're facing third and threes, third and fours, something more manageable where you can go play action and at least make those linebackers think that, you know what, these suckers might run the football here. Yeah, look, I, I, here's, I, I think it's simple for me. If they can run the football, I'll be honest with you, it wouldn't shock me if this team didn't make a run, For I mean, deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they can't, I don't. I don't think they win a game, but but I, I still feel good about C.J. Stroud and, and his ability to make plays when the moments are big. Ah. If they can run it, if, if if this football team can run run the football the way yeah. C.J.'s playing and the way Bobby Slowick's dialing things up, if they can run the football, yeah, they can beat anybody in the league right now. Yeah, you just mentioned with the, with it. the exception of maybe you know, outscoring Miami or or outscoring Baltimore or or being more physical than one of those NFC teams at the top, and that's that's a tall task. But outside of about five teams in the league. They, if they can run it like effectively, they can beat anybody in the league. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing to be in that situation. But you just mentioned the one guy that's really put them in there to give you that realistic, um, you know, feeling to have that opportunity. C.J. Stroud, why he added even more to his rookie of the year resume. We'll talk about it next. It's a reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peak Studios, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Good to be here on a Reaction Monday. Sean Bajani and for Ron Hughley alongside Clint Sterner, Tyler Milner. Coming up at uh, the top of the hour, 5 o'clock, Vandermeer and John Harris will have D'Amico Ryans right off the jump with the coaches show. Rock and roll, meow. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. <laughs> Texans Radio from 5 until 7, right here on Sports Radio 610. A reaction Monday, a lot to react to after the 26-3 blowout victory over the Titans yesterday. C.J. Stroud and his return, Clint, 24-32, 213 yards, a touchdown, highest completion percentage of the season at 75%. I know you've got a lot of things to say uh, about what you saw from C.J. Stroud. What was the biggest thing that jumped off of the uh, page for you? Well, at some point, this guy's got to quit impressing, right? And 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 I mean, I feel like I'm I'm pretty critical of all the quarterbacks of everybody, but definitely quarterbacks. And 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 this guy just consistently um, adds to his resume that that's already unbelievably impressive and I'm not talking about I don't need to preface that by saying for a rookie it's unbelievably impressive for a quarterback in the NFL but but this to me uh, the, the statement that CJ Stroud made to me is um just the level of awareness the level of of true real maturity of understanding the moment um I knew that this this kid could make the more difficult throws in the game uh, look effortless. Uh, I knew that this guy, um, if, if the safeties were deep and the backers were belling, I knew he was going to minimize the risk and check the football down and just play efficient. But he played unbelievably. He took that to another level. As you mentioned, 75% uh, completion. I mean, he played within the system. State uh, literally with like Tom Brady within the system. Like don't, don't ever stray from the plan, you read, trust your eyes, get the ball out, be aware. I mean, 99% of the time. The only time he didn't is the sack that's being given to Charlie Heck where Landry got the sack. That's 100% on C.J. Stroud. That's the only time in yesterday's game where I was like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. where's your head at? What the hell are you thinking? Hold on. Was that the only time where you thought, what are you doing? Because I think about 70,000 fans in that stadium and 
hundreds of thousands watching elsewhere probably all crapped their pants whenever CJ took off on that four-yard scramble in the first half. We ran a bound? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worried about the concussion to take it a big hit. Sure, yeah, no, but like, yeah. but he's in control of that. When you start going backwards and yeah. spinning out and turning this way and that, like, like you're not in control of that. Like at, at, at that point, yeah, right? Um, but but I get your point. I mean, to, the, overall, 99% of the time, this guy played within the system. Um, and, and that's, look, important for two reasons. One, because he's coming off the concussion, and two – because you didn't need to vacate the system in order to win this ball game. Mm-hmm. The, the Titans were not, they shown earlier, they, they, they were not going to be, if, if you just took care of the football, if you did the simple thing savagely well, stayed within the system, when you got points, don't get penalties, throw interceptions or take sacks and, and, and put yourself out of field goal range, get the points, you, then you're going to be fine. And, and for me, CJ just showing that all those things, um, starting with his health, um, could he was aware of them, he took them into consideration, and for four quarters, with the exception of a, one or two plays, um, it was of the utmost importance. Mm-hmm. Um, the respect, I mentioned earlier, the safety staying deep and the linebackers belling uh, any time. Like, I'm talking turn and running, not just belling and backpedaling. Turning and running to take away the mid-range game and take away the shots over the top. Um, the respect that he's getting from defensive coordinators yeah. and the respect he's getting from defenses in general Um is is absolutely absolutely tremendous. How you just described that, you know, with with safeties turning and running, yeah, and linebackers falling back into coverage. That play where he took off on that four yard scramble, you go back and watch that. It's number thirty five. I want to say I highlighted. It's on my Twitter somewhere at Sean Bajani. I highlighted that play because at the snap of the ball, Robert Woods is the wideout to CJ's right there. Okay. He runs a go, and that safety just bails to help over the top. Wood slows down. It looked like to come back for a curl route, but it was a millisecond, and CJ didn't let not one single solitary route develop on that play. He saw that safety turn and run and sees this gigantic hole that opened up in the middle of the field. And mind you, it was a third and ten. He takes off running. It looks like he could get that and then some. But a linebacker who dropped into coverage in the middle of the field came back, sifted down quickly, and ended up you know, forcing them out of bounds for a four-yard gain. They have to settle for a field goal at that instance. But it's a play like that where CJ isn't worried about taking a hit. Yeah. CJ's thinking about first down. He wouldn't run on a third and ten without letting a route develop because he had time. He just saw it part like the Red Sea sure, and sure. thinking, like, I'm going to go get this sucker. That, to me was, and I don't remember at what instance that, that was in the ball game. It was fairly early on in the first half, but I was like, CJ's thinking concussion. What concussion? I ain't worried about taking no damn hit. I'm worried yeah. about football. And that was the most encouraging thing well, for me. Well, just the awareness, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's a concussion or the opponent, just the awareness is tremendous, man. And, and to be able to go out there and for four quarters show that awareness, it's one thing to go into the game and maybe play a quarter or a half that way and then and then get – you know, get horny in the second half and want to throw for a big touchdown yeah. or throw, you know, run your stats through the roof. Um, but he did for four quarters. I mean, he just, just a, uh, again, I mean, he's it's he's locked in and it's very Tom Brady Brady esque from a standpoint of just, hey man, I'm gonna be cool, calm and collected. My goal is obviously to beat you, but my goal is to at the end of the game, I'm not gonna have a great a grass stained one on my jersey. Mm-hmm. And that is just – it's hard to play the brand of football um, that 
it's, it's hard to play that brand of football. It's hard to just not get bored with it, especially when you have the ability to go, go over the top. And by the way, he did all of that. There were still two or three throws that were big boy throws from C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that out route to Nico Collins, the little toe There was one to on Nico the right and there was one to Robert Woods that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they are big boy throws. Now, again, seven steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one hitch, balls on the sideline. You know, I throw it, and the receiver may catch it and tiptoe because he's because he, I got to throw it so wide. CJ throws it, the receiver catches it, and he's still got three or four yards to stop and make a move, cut back against the grain. The ball jumps out of his hand. So I, it, it's just, again, you play that brand of football, but you don't turn into a Charlie checkdown. You still take the shots when they're there. You still make the big throws when they're there, and then you just return right back to form. Yeah, right. And it's just now, it's not going to work. It's not going to work probably against Indy. It's not going to work in the playoffs if you get there. Those caliber teams are going to have the ability to force you to throw the ball over the top, to force you to move in the pocket, to force you to hold the football. Those things are going to happen. But there's something about being aware of, hey, this is the opponent we got this week. This is a set of circumstances. Now I'm going to Tom Brady my way to a 20-point victory. Yeah, There's something to be said about that, especially when it's a rookie that's doing it, that sat out for two weeks, chomping at the bit to get back, was leading the league in passing for passing yards for a good chunk of the season. Let me get back in there and show the world that I'm that I'm CJ. No, man, he just gets in there and does does what he needs to do. Yeah, that, great that, point. To me, that's the resume builder here. We've seen the huge moments. We've seen the stat games. We've seen the last second wins. We've seen the last second drives. We've seen him keep plays of dri- uh, drives alive with his legs the way he did against Georgia last year in the college football playoffs. We've seen those signature moments. To me, this was. This was a much more like a I'm mature beyond my year moment. Yeah, I just don't want to see him having to run as much as he was those couple of games before the Jets game <laughs> where he was taking, you know, four or five it's sacks. Happen, man. Uh, I know it. I know it, it might happen this week. It might happen. Got, I mean, I hadn't checked Indy to see who all's healthy up front, but this mm-hmm. is a different defensive front than what they what, what they just bumped up. It is. And as D'Amico Ryan said earlier today, you know, when he took the podium and he was asked this very question uh, about, you know, it being so long ago that these two teams, the Colts and the Texans, had faced each other, it's a fresh start for both. You've got a ton of film on 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 both of these teams, and you know what they look like with and without, you know, key pieces. It's going to be very interesting to see how Gus Bradley, the Colts defensive coordinator, approaches attacks uh, Bobby Slowick's game plan, C.J. Stroud, on Saturday. Saturday, by the way. Saturday, 7-15, Texans flexed into a primetime slot this weekend for the first time all season long. Uh, Second game on a Saturday. I forget, uh, it's the Ravens, I believe? Yeah, the Ravens and the Steelers in Baltimore uh, will kick things off on Saturday and. um, the Texans win on Saturday. They uh, will have to await their fate in terms of uh, what seed. It could be the four, could be the six, could be the seven. Their eyes will be peeled on the uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee game, as well as the Buffalo and Miami game on Saturday, as will we. Yes, indeed, man. This It's just so beautiful to think literally a year ago, um, this Indianapolis game was, was all about getting the first-round pick, and it was really too – Two dysfunctional organizations, two awful football teams, you know, that that just just top to bottom just weren't getting it done and appeared to be light years away from from any level of improvement, any significant level of improvement. And now you sit here 
and you look at what the Texans have been able to do, starting with Cal and Hannah McNair turning this thing around, making some tough decisions, uh, both getting rid of some folks that that they were close to, as well as hiring uh, the 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 next head coach in D'Amico Ryan's retaining. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, it, it wasn't just as cut and dry as a lot of people make it out to be. It was a rough run for Nick Casario for a couple of years with his yeah, ties to to, Nick, to to Jack Easterby. They make the right decisions. D'Amico does his things, that does his thing, and boom, we're sitting here with the potential of winning ten games and, and possibly <laughs> winning the division. And then you look across the the, the field at, at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, uh, you know, I I don't know all the ins and outs of the decisions that were made. I love the hire of Shane Steichen, mm-hmm. and it's paid off because again, nine wins potentially could win the division. Um, I mean, it, it's it's two coach of the year candidates. I would think I don't think either going to win it, but I, I think there's two good coach of the year candidates uh, going to be on the field, and so. The NFL clearly thinks it's a sexy matchup because they're giving them prime time Saturday night. I'm here for it, man. This is this is an unbelievable story being written by the Houston Texans and hell, the Indianapolis Colts. It is. Uh, check out SportsRadio610.com tomorrow. I know John McLean is working on an article about just that. The stark difference between the matchup between these two teams last year at this time versus a completely different scenario for both teams. Uh, heading into Saturday. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Tomorrow is Tuesday. It's effectively a Wednesday, the day that we turn the page, because it is a short week. We will focus a lot more on the Texans and Colts heading into a win or go home, at least in the version of the Houston Texans, as far as they're concerned, uh, scenario on Saturday evening. For Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani, and for Ron Hughley, he's T. Mill. Texans Radio is coming up next. You can join Mark Vandermeer, John Harris, and D'Amico Ryans with the Coaches Show. That's next at Sports Radio 610. I mean it with all kinds of love. So I come mean, at you. You're a man. You're 40. Yeah, come at me. I'm a man. I'm 44. <laughs> I'm married with two kids, even though they are under two years old. Bajani, any uh any I'm a man. I'm 42. No, you're definitely a man. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. About I'm a that. man. I'm 41. You got any resolutions? You are you really 41? I'm 41. You look like you got a late 20, early 30 vibe going on. I appreciate you. You can't see the bags under my eyes. Then I look at you. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.